0: Good morning. Welcome to Victory Church, our worship service 174, January 26, 2020. I will invite you to please stand up. Let's give thanks to our God for this beautiful day. Father, we love you. We worship you. You deserve the glory and the honor. And we thank you, Lord, for life. We are alive, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. That we can worship you, adore you, and sing to you, Lord, with all our hearts. In the name of Jesus, Lord, receive the songs that we have for you.
1: Healer, awesome in power, our guide, our guide. Into the darkness you shine, out of the To him, he will draw near to us. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the winter. Let's worship our Lord through our offering. whether it is through an envelope here in church or online. Let's give to God what belongs to Him. Thank you, Lord, for all your provision. We love you, Lord. held in your hands from the moment that come for us to receive God's word. We have praised him, adored him, and worshipped him. Now we will hear a powerful message that our Lord has poured down into our pastor's heart. Let's get ready to receive the inspiration that we need this week to go into battle with faith in our Lord Jesus. Let's give a hand to our Lord God and all together say one, two, three, victory. Yay, Lord.
0: The topic of today is the book of your life. The book of your life, as you see in the picture, this beautiful library contains, I don't know, probably a couple of thousand, maybe more. I don't know how many books are in that library, but it's beautiful, and You know, each book is like each life, it's different, it's different, each book, and in fact I have here today in my hand something that I want to show you, but for our viewers please go to the website thechurch.us, download the bulletin because there are some areas there for great notes for the message of today. On the screen you have the picture that probably you don't see totally great, but it is the picture of this book written by by my father, Eduardo. The title is "Recuerdos del Olvido," which, uh, which means uh, memories, m- forgotten memories, something like that. It's my dad was a, a journalist and uh, he worked for the government. He did a lot of stuff, uh, but this book is is poetry. It's pure poetry. It's very interesting, and uh, I have read this book. And you know, every time that I read it, it's like I get more overwhelmed with the deepness of his thoughts. You know, poetry is not easy to read. It is not easy to comprehend. And much harder it is to write it than he did. It's amazing. So each, each book, as you know, has a cover. And also, uh, in the back, you see part of the, the story of the book, etc. This book also has uh, information about the, the author and also a dedication. My dad dedicated this book to me and Tracy in May twenty fifteen. Seven months later he went to heaven. Seven months later. And it's it's nice, you know. Each book has an index, as you know, with different chapters, what's going on in each chapter. But as you know, every book has his own beginning and his own end. Here in my hand also I have these other books. These books are like a notebook, and this is an example of something that that happens in in our lives. Um, This particular one is my journal of 2018. So I'll show you. Can you help me, Zoe, for a second, please? Just hold this here. Come here. Oh, here, stand here because I want you. To, I want people to see this. Thank you. It's all right. Okay, this is uh, my journal of 2018, and uh, you know every every day I write something, you know. And there are many many notes there, and oof, as you can see, every day is a different story, a different prayer, and uh, this is my journal of 2019, uh, 2019, and it's the same story. You know, I'm just writing, writing, writing every day, you know, and uh, this, and sometimes I write messages here and story. this is 2020, thank you Zoe, appreciate it, 2020, and I call it the year of victory, this is 2020, and, uh, and I am writing here, and actually today I asked Mama, uh, she, she wanted me to, to remember something. And I said, do me a favor, write it here in my, in my day, January 26th, 20, 20, yeah. And I said, please write to remember the tea. She wants some tea. And she wrote it here. <laughs> because I know here I won't forget. Okay, thank you. Whether it's a journal, whether it's a journal or is a book, you know, every book has a beginning and has an end. The title of today's message is The Book of Your Life. And there is no difference. Your life has a beginning. Your your life on earth also has an end, as you know. This picture is the picture of the tombstone of my, my dad, my mom, and both of their moms. My mom was raised by her mother who was a seamstress. my dad was raised by his mother who was a school teacher they were very poor but the Lord helped them and they did a lot of stuff but eventually they they were called to heaven so now when we are talking about the book of your life your life okay you know that you had a beginning. For some people the beginning was kind of sad. <laughs> right? You know, some 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 lives start just from the beginning in a such a oh, predicament that you just don't believe sometimes the stories that you hear. You know, how some babies were conceived and and on and on and all the things that happened in their childhood and all the misfortune, and disasters that many lived. We know the beginning. We know what happened. Sometimes those stories are very sad stories. But I want you to know that in this world, there is no perfect life. Many people think that there are families where everything is perfect. And that, that is just a wrong idea in the mind of people. Because they. the reality is that whether it's Poor people, rich people, good-looking people or not good-looking people, with education, without education, great health or without health it doesn't matter. Everybody suffers in this world. Everybody. If you know the story, then you will understand what I'm saying. You just see the book, (laughs) the cover, right? You see this person driving this vehicle out there, but you don't know the story. You see these people getting into this, in this house, you don't know the story. You don't know what's happening in those houses. If only you knew, you would say, thank God I'm not him. Thank God I'm not her. Because you just don't know what's going on in the life of those people. That's why even though it is sad and we acknowledge that a lot of people need help, The truth is, everybody suffers. I have suffered. My wife had, Mama Frances, anybody. We all suffer. So my friend, you're watching. You are thinking, but I have suffered. You have no idea how much I suffered. It's true. I don't know your story. But the bottom line is, everybody suffers. And what do we do then? It's like when you are Driving, and there is mud, and you get stuck in the mud, what are you going to do? Are you going to be there in the car, upset because you, have, you got stuck? Yeah, certainly you get upset. You can say certain things that they are not too Christian. <laughs> you can be very angry at some point, stuck in the mud, and you try to get out of the car, and now your shoes have, have the mud, and you know all the story. But eventually, you're going to do something about it. Because you're not going to be there forever. Eventually, somehow, you are going to do something to get out of there. So, friend, regardless how sad is your beginning or your current situation, you cannot be stuck in the mud. So now the question is, what are you writing now on your book? What are you writing in your book right now? In this particular moment of your life, what is what you are writing? In this blank page of January 26, 2020, what are you writing? I still am stuck in the mud. (laughs) Some people write that every single day. You know that? There are people that every day write the same story. The same sad story that everybody knows. But that's not healthy. You have to see your life exactly like a book when you can write a new story every day. But what are you writing right now in your book? (laughs) In Matthew 13, the Lord Jesus is telling the story of what will happen at the end of the times. And he says in chapter 13 and verse 39, section B, at the end of times, God will use his angels to gather the harvest. I don't know if you know this, but angels are real, and they are messengers of God with power and authority. They can do things for us. And one of the things angels will do at the end of the times They will gather the harvest. So you as a believer, you seal with the stamp of the Holy Spirit. You, that your name is written in the book of life. You will be gathered with the rest of believers and you will be taken to heaven as part of the harvest of souls for God. Are you happy with that? Are you happy knowing that you are not going to be stuck in this mud? (laughs) No, eventually we will. We will. But angels also perform other functions. Psalm 91 verse 11 says, God will command his angels to protect you wherever you go. You know, certainly angels are going to be sent to help you and protect you whenever you ask for it. That's why it's important before you take off in your trips every day, put your life in the hands of God. It is something so simple that anyone can do. You get in the vehicle and before you take off, when you are putting the key there, and I hope you have a sticky calendar of Victory Church there in your dashboard. If you don't, just come to the church anytime or email us and we will mail you that calendar to your home, I promise you. We have many here and they are for you. They are not to put it here as a stack, you know. Can you hand me one of those, please? the the little box please, sweetheart? I want to show it to you, because since I'm talking about it, well, let's let's talk about it. (laughs) Oops, thank you. This is the sticky calendar that I was mentioning. And here in the back, you see? And you just put it in your dashboard, and boom, voila, bing, thank you. All right, so, you get into your vehicle, Before I start the car, I have an issue with my battery, I guess. Forgive me for the sound. Can you have that microphone, please? My apologies for the microphone. All right. Psalm 91, 11. You are about to start your trip that day, and you say, Lord, before I take off, Please send your angels around me to protect me. And then you start your trip. Because the Lord will do that for you. He can send angels around you. Now, let's face it. God knows how everybody lives. Right? The Lord knows exactly how is your life, the life of everybody here. The Lord knows what is what you do, On Friday afternoon, Monday nights, Sunday afternoon, Saturday night, etc. He knows what we do. Now, angels being sent to save us and protect us, they have a a pretty good idea of the kind of life we have. So, for instance, let me let me show you this. Imagine you and your neighborhood. You see some houses, right? And you see some people. And you know some people get up early in the morning. You see the lights, and they take off early in the morning, and then they don't come back home until late in the night, Monday through Friday. You know that Saturday they do, they, they do this routine. Sunday they do this other routine. You, you see who are in-house all the time, who live, etc. You know whose houses have parties from time to time. One kind of situations happen in those high houses where there are many dogs or many cats, where there are no kids or a bunch of kids yelling and screaming. You, you have an idea. Well, angels are the same. You know, the, the, the life of ours is, is like a book. It has a cover. So if somebody asks you today how your life looks like, If somebody asks you today, how your life looks like, what do you think the answer will be? My life looks like what? You are what? You need to think about this. Because even though you don't think about it, you are delivering a message with your life. You make a statement with your life, exactly with your lifestyle. Now, my friend, you probably are thinking, oh, boy, that's a tough question because I know how my life is. And some people feel, oof, if I could give a title to the book of my life, probably the title would be disaster, <laughs> failure, frustration, disappointment, etc." many adjectives we could use sometimes to qualify or describe our lives then is when this question comes up, is it possible to change? Is it possible to change, friends? You know that in, in, in our books, and those books, one paragraph will change the whole book. One paragraph. In the book of, love, of your life, it's just one paragraph that you write and you say, and today... January 26th, 2020, I want to change my life and live a different life to please God and to become a good believer. One paragraph can change the whole book. One paragraph. And you know that once your life changes, generations after you are going to be changed. Because in fact, We are the result of people before us that they changed their lives. Somebody changed their life. And your ancestors and your relatives, somebody changed their lives. And somebody said, I want to be different. I want to believe in God. I want to do what is right. And that affected you, next generations. The great part about changing is that we don't do it alone. This is the great part. You know, it's not like going to the gym. You want to have a better health, lose weight, or whatever, you enroll in the gym. You go, and you pay your monthly fee, and you are ready. You get the tennis shoes, the shorts, and you start the routine the first day. And, you know, there is a guy there telling you, you are good. You are doing good. See you tomorrow. And you take off one day. Two weeks later, nobody's paying attention to you. And you just go there, and you're like, oh, gosh, you know. A month later, you just go once a week. Two months later, you stop going. Because you know it's very hard. And you do it by yourself. There's nobody that will move your leg. Come on. Come on, move your leg. Nobody will do it for you. And your spiritual walk is different, my friend. You don't do it on your own, by yourself. The Holy Spirit always helps you. He will help you. That's the beauty of the Christian walk. Now, if you allow me to ask you these questions, which are the next chapters of your life? This is 2020. This is January, almost the end of the month. What are the chapters in your book for February, March, April, etc.? Have you thought about it? Or you are not even thinking about it? You need to start thinking about it because you write your own book. You write your own story. And you will have those angels there for you. Sometimes you could be an angel for somebody. Just by saying something from God to that person. You could be an angel for somebody. A message from God. A message that is coming from the Lord to the heart of people. And when that message is for you, and you know it in your heart, you say, God is talking to me. The Lord is using this person. It's like an angel to me right now. It's speaking to me directly, the voice of God. It's like a prophet, prophecy, something being revealed into my heart. And God knows everything about you. He will help you when He sees you fully devoted. He will help you Change in your life but he expects that you will be fully devoted in three areas my friend three areas of devotion that we must show first of all that we believe him notice that I'm not saying that we believe in him it's different we believe in him I'm talking about believing what he says if he gives you a promise and you believe that promise you believe him Our devotion starts there. When I believe Him. And He says to me, I will bless you. I will give you this. I say, yes, Lord. Amen. I believe you. I believe in the Lord. Therefore, I obey Him. I read the scripture and I say, that is absolutely true. I'm going to obey that scripture. And therefore, I will serve Him. Your devotion, my friend, is being shown those actions. Believing in Him, obeying Him, and serving Him. And you should do that. In Matthew 13, in the verses 37 and 38, the Lord Jesus said, I planted the good seed in the field. The field is the world. The good seed are the people in God's kingdom. The weeds are evil people. It's so clear there. It's very, very clear. And he says at the end of the times, God will will use his angels to gather the harvest because he will use the angels. So a very direct question to you today is, are you a good seed or you are a weed? What what are you? If you could check mark there in your bulletin, am I a good seed or am I a weed? What would you mark? Well, before you mark anything, let me take you to, to the reading of some scriptures here. And the first one starts with this. The wrong things the sinful self does are clear. Committing sexual sin, being morally bad, doing all kinds of shameful things, worshipping false gods, taking part in witchcraft, hating people, causing trouble, being jealous, Angry or selfish, causing people to argue and divide into separate groups, being filled with envy, getting drunk, having wild parties, and doing other things like this. I warned you before, the people who do these things will not have part in God's kingdom. That's the weed. So are we a good seed or are we weed? But Galatians 5, 23, it says, But the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces in a person's life is, Number one, love. Number two, joy. Number three, peace. Number four, patience. Number five, kindness. Six, goodness. Seven, faithfulness. Eight, gentleness. And nine, self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. It is one whole piece that has nine angles. The book of your life should Include that in every action you do. Not the ones that we read before. All those ugly things that people from the world do. The evil doers do. We believers, we need to be known as people that show the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Then is when we say, I am a good seed. I am a good seed. But Galatians 6.8 says, If you live to satisfy your sinful self, the harvest you will get from that will be eternal death. But if you live to please the Holy Spirit, your harvest will be eternal life. We must not get tired of doing good. We will receive our harvest of eternal life at the right time. We must not give up. When we have the opportunity to do good to anyone, we should do it, but we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. The fruit of the Spirit is not just a demonstration of certain behavior and just like you are kind of perfect, that you don't make mistakes, that you are impeccable in your behavior is not not just that in, in, in fact yes you should do everything right not perfect but your intention should be that and you should show that character but especially it's in about helping people and it says when we have the opportunity to do good to anyone we should do it but we should give a special attention to those who are in the family of believers Every believer that is in need, we should go and help with all our hearts. My friend, you probably feel that your life is not exactly the best life. Perhaps you are thinking, the book of my life is not pretty right now. Right now, the pages are just filled with horrible things, you know, bad things happening there and A lot of incidents, and disaster, and insatisfaction, disappointment to everybody. Why is that? Why is it that my life is not as it should be? Why is that? It's because there is, unfortunately, a big fight. in within ourselves, it's a fight between doing what is right and doing what is wrong. It's a big fight and unfortunately when we don't see that fight the natural inclination of of our flesh is to do what is wrong. And that's why we fail. That's why we do all those things that we read earlier. And it's not what we should be putting in the book of our life. The book of your life should be filled with wonderful things. There are so many things that you still can do. My friend, if you're if you're, the book of your life right now, in this page where you are, it talks about being broke, brokenhearted, ill, isolated, frustrated, bitter. If the book of your life right now, it just shows sadness and insatisfaction, let me tell you, there is an opportunity to change here. One paragraph can change the whole development of that book. One paragraph that you write and you say, enough is enough. I don't want to go in this direction. I want to change my destination. I want to change the way my book is written. I want to change the end of this story. Perhaps there are years of pages written by you that are not good maybe you are like me that you will say i wish that certain pages will just disappear i wish many of those pages will never existed that nobody will ever see that or read that because it's, it's horrible Because we all make mistakes. We all get confused at some point. There is no one that is perfect. We all do the same. Unfortunately, we give up and then we just go in the wrong path, the easy path. But there is always an opportunity because God wants to help us. God wants to bless us. He wants to restore us and take us into a new adventure. There are many wonderful things you can still write. There are many trips that you can still make. There are so many wonderful meals you can still cook. There are so many wonderful functions that you can go to it and make a difference there. There are so many birthdays in your family and your friends that you can go with a different gift, with a different view of the situation and just shine there for the glory of God there is still hope for us because he wants to give us that hope it's it's his pleasure but where all this starts it starts in the church certainly my friends in the church there is a little clinic hospital because when we come from the world, we come with so many wounds. We come messed up. <laughs> we do. We bring a lot of luggage and oof, stories that are not good and way of thing, way, ways of thinking that are not right. So we need to pretty much get rid of all those bad habits, all those bad ideas. And we need to go to the hospital, the spiritual hospital in the church where the Lord, our healer, will touch our souls. No more being skeptical. No more being bitter. No more being greedy. No, we don't don't need to be that way. We need to be transformed into a loving person, a kind person. That's why we need to go to the hospital in the church and be healed and be restored. And slowly he works with you and he starts to change you. Slowly, slowly, slowly there is a hospital in the church. But the church is not a hospital. Certainly you need education. You need to learn about the Bible. How many books are in the Bible? What's the Old Testament? What is the New Testament? What is a gospel, Gian? Did you say there are four? What is that? What is a disciple? What is the difference between apostle and epistle? Are they married? You need to learn that. You need to get trained. There is a school in the church. And then you're going to learn wonderful things. Example that you have authority upon Satan. You have authority upon Evil, you have authority, you are not just nobody, you are somebody with authority. You need to learn those things. Yes, in the church there is a school, yet, the church is not a school. There is a hospital, there is a school, but the church of God is the army of God on earth. You are a soldier. As a believer, you should be a soldier getting trained, learning skills to get ready for battle. Because the church of God, the army of God on earth is not weak, it's strong. Our general commander is the most powerful in the whole universe the leader of our army is the Lord God Almighty and for him there is nothing impossible. Nothing is impossible for your Lord God. The commander-in-chief, the head of the army, powerful, nothing impossible for him. So the church, the army of God on earth should show that power. First of all, by overcoming all these weaknesses. You have to overcome your, over, your, your weaknesses and say, stop with this thing. Enough is enough. I'm going to write a new page in my book. I'm tired of this. I'm not going to be that person again singing the same old song. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sing a new song for God. I'm going to sing a song of worshiping his name. And telling His wonders and miracles and believing in Him that He will take me where He wants me to go. To do what He wants me to do. Then is when you are writing a new page in your book. You know? But you need to get out of the chair. Move! That's why it is important that you be part of the church. I don't find in the scripture that... There is one scripture that it says, and to my cyber brothers on whatever.com website, and to my cyber brothers in our portal, no. Certainly, my friends, online stuff is good for those who can't, for real, be part of the church. It is okay for those who really can't. But if you just don't want to, that's different. Because if it is for money, you will go to Alaska. If it's for money, you will go to Egypt. If it's for money, you will go to the end of the earth to get that money that you want. So tell me, why is it that you cannot come to Georgia? Tell me, why is it? That you are ready to go to wherever to get money. To get up at the time that whatever is required to be there to make the money. Then, why is it that then you cannot be in the church to worship God? To worship God. That's not right. And you need to change that in your book. And you are the only one who can change it, not me, not us here in the church, because in our page it's written that January 26th we were in church. It's written in the book of our life. And that is what you need to understand, that the place to start is in the church, showing God respect, appreciation. And then you say, I'm ready. What's the next thing that I need to know? Well, the next thing you need to know is that every day, as you are part of the army of God, you are going to fight with faith. But I don't have any faith, exactly. Why is that? Because you are not reading the Word. Because you are not in the Word. You are too busy doing any number of things but reading God's Word every day. That's why there is no faith. Little faith. Get ready to fight for the kingdom of God. Get ready to fight. Don't be afraid of fights. Don't be afraid of battles. Don't be afraid of the obstacles of life. Don't be frightened for anything. Because God is with you. And if you are doing it for his kingdom, you will see great success. And when you are serving God, oh my goodness, I will tell you. The great rewards that you will receive for believing in him. The great rewards God will do to any and give to anybody that serves him. The Lord is wonderful to reward people. Would you like to change that? Would you like to change the end of your book? Start by giving your heart to God. Give your heart to God for real. There is a prayer in the screen. Read it with me. Dear God, if only you could give me the opportunity to start all over again. If only you could give the order to the whole universe that I can start again. I promise you, Lord, that I will do it right this time. I need you, Lord. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. I hope that you will guide me. I truly hope that you will make me new today in the name of Jesus. My friend, receive the forgiveness of your sins and declare, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. My friends, thank you so much for coming up to church. Receive the blessing from the Lord God Almighty in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the peace of God be with you. Enjoy your family and friends. Have a happy Sunday. Amen. Anytime our heart turns from darkness
1: to light, temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know. God is on the move, on the move, Hallelujah. God is on the move. On the move on the- Thank you for watching Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.